Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for spending your evening with yours truly. This is the show where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about wide receivers Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and Marquez Calloway. All three wide receivers return to practice on today. So we're going to be talking about what does this mean for Sunday night? And also, I'm going to be talking about Alvin Kamara uh, ending up on the injury list. How severe is the injury? Is it something we need to worry about? But I want to say thank you all once again for being a part of the podcast. This is the Interactive Podcast. This is the most interactive Saints podcast that you're going to find. I don't think you're going to find many podcasts like this. Um, If you're new to the podcast, all you got to do is just put your comments uh, inside the chat. You know, we just kind of just go down the list and, uh, you know, any comments or questions that you may have, feel free uh, to go ahead and chime in. But want to give a special shout out to all those following in. want to give a shout out to Brian, Phil, Ray Ray, who that warlord, Zach, Saints Nation, my guy chosen in the building, my guy, your boy, Jay, Bell, Zoidy, TJ, Jermaine, and so many others. Oh, yeah, we got can't forget about the OG Jerry Poor, thank you very much for being a part of the podcast. So, Michael Thomas, Manuel Sanders, Marquez Callaway returned to practice. This is very good news for the New Orleans Saints. Huge news for the New Orleans Saints because we all know that the Saints need all hands on deck to be able to combat uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday night. Now, this is going to be a dogfight. This is not going to be the game that we saw week one, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we got to give them credit. They have been playing a whole lot better. Seeing like Tom Brady has developed the chemistry with some of the players on his team. The defense seems to be clicking on all cylinders. Uh, I feel like the game against the New York football giants uh, was an anomaly. I think that they were looking past the New York giants. This is one of those games where you probably look at a team record and the team uh, went out there and gave you all that you asked for. The Saints will have Tampa's undivided attention, okay? So we got to make sure that we have all hands on deck. Uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas returning to practice. I think this is a good thing. Me personally, I think that Michael Thomas probably could have played last week, but the Saints didn't want to risk that. Uh, I think the Saints uh, realized that they could have, you know, the way that it was schemed, the way that they play against the Chicago Bears, they felt like they had some type of advantage. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, Michael Thomas being in the lineup would have been helpful, but I just think that the fact that the Saints have been winning opposite of Michael Thomas, it kind of gave him an opportunity to be able to rest up and not be able to rush back. You know, you know, people been giving Michael Thomas a lot of flack, you know, especially like since uh, he decided to sit out, he said his health is important to him. I ain't got no problem with that. You know, like I, I don't have an issue with that. I don't think that it has anything to do with him personally. I'm not buying into all this stuff that I'm hearing about behind the scenes. That's just uh, the media trying to spread some rumors and stuff like that. You know, they always feel like if if, if there's some smoke, there got to be some fire somewhere. But you're seeing a lot of backtracking, a lot of moonwalking, a lot of Michael Jackson type moonwalking going on. You know, so uh, I think that Michael Thomas coming back is going to be a huge, a huge thing. He hasn't played since week one. So, I mean, honestly, every part of his extremity, for the exception of his ankle and thigh, should be pretty much good to go. And Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, this is another guy. I mean, it's not like he was injured or anything like that. I mean, he, he had COVID, you know what I'm saying, which is very, very serious, but it didn't have anything to do with anything to do with his extremities, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, you know, you have two weeks to rest up, get yourself healthy, um, you know, body-wise, mentally, and physically. And also Marquez Callaway. Um, I feel like this is going to be a, a, a little bit of a stretch. I don't think that he is going uh, to play this Sunday uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, looking at his his injury, I mean, that was serious, folks. Anybody that ever, uh, you know, rolled up on, you know what I'm saying, their ankle or something like that, or went up and put all that pressure on your ankle, you know what I'm saying, coming down, like that, that's not a good thing, man. It takes a couple weeks for that to happen. I'm pretty sure he probably was uh, doing something extremely light and probably just, you know, being at practice or whatever like that, just to give uh, the Saints some type of competitive edge, you know. I mean, the guy, last time you seen him, he had eight catches for 75 yards 
And the Saints probably just thinking, oh, Tampa, you know, they got to account for this guy because, I mean, he can't be a factor in the game. But I don't see that happening, man. But I think that Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders both will play in this game. I like the fact that the Saints, uh, Drew Brees, uh, has developed a chemistry with Emmanuel Sanders in the absence of Michael Thomas. We already know that Drew Brees and Michael Thomas have a chemistry. And we know Traquan Smith has developed a chemistry with Drew Brees along with other wide receivers on the Saints team. So I think that this is going to be one of those good games. I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be one of those games where uh, the team just flexes their dominance versus the other. This is going to be nip and tuck. It's going to be on edge of seat. Uh, this is going to be one of those games that, uh, like I say, you're going to have your heart racing, you know, straight up. And as far as uh, Alvin Kamara is concerned, Alvin Kamara uh, ended up on the injury list. Uh, it was a toe injury. Uh, he, he talked to the media today. He said it's kind of similar to if you kind of stub your toe on your bed frame or something like that. He said nothing really serious. Uh, I really don't know how serious it is. I mean, when the Saints have somebody, you know, with a toe injury, like if you look at the injury list, they'll say something like Alvin Kamara toe. I mean, that can range from him stubbing his toe to his broken. You know, the Saints don't really disclose a lot of injury uh, information. We know that, uh, you know, Sean Payton has come from the Bill Parcells School uh, of Coaching. So Bill Parcells did not disclose injuries and all that kind of stuff. So Sean Payton kind of following the footsteps, uh, you know, of Bill Parcells. So that's not the way that they do things. But I don't think it's going to affect Elvin Kamara's production. Uh, I don't think that it's going to stop him. Uh, from doing the things that he does best we're going to need Alvin Kamara in this game you know and uh you know especially like since you have two of the most athletic and talented linebackers and David and White uh coming to town so I'm looking forward to seeing this game I'm looking forward to Alvin Kamara Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders playing a huge role and possibly uh getting that win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh getting us back the top of the NFC South we're going to start with Jerry Poor. He says, glad to see Mike T practicing. Make sure he doesn't mess up again. Uh, I don't think he messed up before, man. I just think that that was just kind of like a warning, you know. I just think that was kind of like a warning uh, to him, you know, as far as like these media stuff coming out here. But I don't think it was nothing serious. Uh, defense has to step up and the media overhyping the Buccaneers. Uh, honestly, I'm going to be real with y'all. I haven't been watching the news like that. I've been watching sports. Uh, you know, I mean, between me working overnights, man, trying to work on my sleep regimen, I really ain't been watching that much sports. And um, I didn't do a show yesterday because I was so tired who that nation and y'all know how I do, man. I don't want to do anybody a disservice. Uh, if I'm not really passionate about doing a show or if I don't feel like I'm going to give you my all, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but I haven't been watching too much of, of, of the news because quite frankly, I don't care. I don't care about what the media has to say about the Buccaneers. I mean, the Buccaneers on paper, they look pretty doggone good. I mean, you got Antonio Brown coming, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Leave that to them. I don't care. Okay. I don't care if the Saints uh, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by one point. The fact of the matter is they they beat them. So I don't care about what the media says. Let the media overhype them. Let the media sing their praises. Let the media talk about how the Saints don't have a chance. Let them talk about how Tom Brady and found his rhythm and all that kind of noise there. Fine by me. I can care less. All I want is for the Saints to go out there and play the best game they can possibly play and leave nothing on the field and nothing to be ashamed of. And I think that if you're looking at the team, when it comes to heart, when it comes to grit, when it comes to passion, when it comes to battle tested, I would pick this New Orleans Saints team anytime because uh, I think we've seen over the past couple of weeks that the Saints are built differently. Okay, I just I just look at it that way. The Saints are built differently from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And people ask me all the time, like, TJ, how are you so sure about this? Uh, Are you willing to put it all on the line for them? Because the Saints are battle tested who that nation It's not the prettiest way to win every single week. But at the end of the day, do you ever feel like the Saints are ever out of a game? Do you ever feel like the Saints going to get blown out? Even when the Saints are down by two or three touchdowns, we still believe that at the end, they're going to be fighting to the end. It's probably going to come down to a field goal final possession. And some of the issues that, you know, we always talking about is those last possession, 55 seconds, a minute left, a minute five left. So this team is battle tested, man. It smells like smoke because it's been through fire. And I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are built that way. I just think that the Tampa Bay 
uh, Buccaneers or a team that's buying players for two for three dollars or you know purchasing them from 99.95 and they just think that all of a sudden they're just gonna win a Super Bowl not that easy okay teams uh take it very very seriously you don't think the Seattle Seahawks uh you know looking at the development of Russell Wilson the emergence of D DK Metcalf and you know what I'm saying so many other players that are on that team you know you don't think those guys take it personal that all of a sudden you know Tampa put it together and all of a sudden they're the class in the NFC you don't think Sean McVay out there in Los Angeles you know who's been building the Los Angeles Rams been to the Super Bowl I mean in controversial fashion but nevertheless they've been to the Super Bowl you don't think they take exception to that you don't think the Packers take exception to it and I know for sure the Saints take exception to it because Sean Payton was willing to drop 40 on them boys when he didn't even have to so the fact is, uh, they're gonna have to uh, they they they're gonna have to worry about more than just the New Orleans Saints going forward because not only are we watching what the media is saying about them, everybody else is too. And trust and believe when people start looking at the media talking about other teams and singing praises, that just give them more and more ammunition to knock their tail off. So, yeah. Uh, your boy Jay says Giants should uh should have beat them. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, I mean, if Daniel Jones was a, a, a more of an above-average quarterback, if that was Eli Manning, that would have been a, a dub, okay? If that was Dak Prescott, it would have been a dub. Uh, the, the fact is, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look past the New York Giants, and they hit them in the mouth, okay? I mean, if it weren't for Daniel Jones, you know, erratic quarterback play, then they probably would have lost that game. And if it wasn't for that pass interference call, which – <laughs> let's just be serious about this who that nation i i put this on a uh, social media i said if that if that cornerback was named Lattimore or jenkins or williams would have been pass interference okay uh you know we we know that the the nfl loves tom brady you know they, they give him the red carpet treatment to give him the benefit of the doubt and uh i just feel like that that was pass interference clearly okay you i never like i want to i want to put this into context for everybody i want to put this in context for every person that's watching or listening to the State of the Saints podcast, okay? Antoine Warfield ran into Dion, Dion, uh, what's his name? Well, whatever. Dion, Dion Lewis. Yeah, Dion Lewis. His name Dion Lewis. He ran into Dion Lewis. They threw a flag. That was the very first time all year that a pass interference was called on a play and they picked up the flag. Now, you can go ahead and put your own little conspiracy theories to it, but I find it very ironic that it happened in a game that involved Tom Brady being a quarterback and it's setting up for a big-time matchup between two legendary quarterbacks. I mean, come on. That, that's the way I feel about it. I mean, you do the man. Thomas, thank you very much for the $2. Uh, Thomas Callaway and Sanders says, we back, biatch. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely they back and we need them. Uh, we definitely need them. No, no, no doubt about that. We need all hands on deck. Uh, Corey says, sounds like hate, brother. Uh, hate on what? Uh, I don't know what that, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I guess, you know, I don't know. Uh, Corey, are you, are you like a Tampa Bay fan or something like that? Because I trust and believe, man, like there's nothing, there's nothing to hate about Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Why why should Saints fans hate on Tampa? Like let's 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 be serious about this. Why should the Saints hate on Tampa Bay? Y'all been nothing for years. I, I just want people to understand this, okay? Tampa has been absolutely nothing for years. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to go on this tangent. Tampa is nothing. They've been nothing. And when Tom, Tom Brady leaves, they will be nothing. Saints, on the other hand, have shown. That when Michael Thomas is out of the lineup, they still win it. When Drew Brees out of the lineup, they still win it. When they got their two starting cornerbacks out of the lineup, they still win it. What has Tampa shown you for the exception of the fact that they, they buy players with two proofs of purchase plus poachers and handling? Uh, what have they really shown? They just really showed that they got deep pockets and they're trying to buy championships, in which you're probably eventually going to learn that you can't buy that. Some things can't be bought. And championships are one of them, okay? It never works in the NFL. Maybe in the NBA, okay? In the NBA, you can get by one or two players and you can go on the run. But in the NFL, it don't work like that. Once again, I'm not even, it's not even worth me raising my voice. Tampa is nothing. Tampa has been absolutely nothing. Tampa is the worst sports franchise 
in all the major sports. Okay, in all the major sports, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the worst. Worst overall record. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been to the playoffs in 13 years. The last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went to the playoffs, I'm not lying to you all. I was sitting in my dorm room at Jackson State University. I haven't been to college, yes, in about 13 years. So for Tampa to feel like somebody hating on them, y'all have been irrelevant, absolutely irrelevant. Like nobody cares about y'all. Do y'all understand if if you eliminate Tom Brady from this team, nobody would be talking about y'all. Nobody would care about you. Tom Brady brings you all to primetime television. He catapults you all into mainstream. He's the reason why Monday morning quarterback is talking about your team. You guys are just an extension on Tom Brady. And if you eliminate him, once again, nobody will care about you. I mean, it's just a fact. The Saints, Panthers, even throw the Falcons in. They have been a class of this division. You all have been the bottom feeders. You have been down in the sewer with Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Raphael. That's where y'all been. And when the Saints whoop y'all ass on Sunday, you can go down there, hang out with Donatello, eat some pizza, and get tipped from Master Splinter where y'all been all this damn time. All right? So I have no reason to hate on uh, Tampa Bay. Until y'all win three three straight NFC titles, until y'all win more than 100 games in a decade, until y'all actually be the class of the NFC, until y'all actually have a legendary quarterback that haven't been bought, once again, for two for three dollars, then we can talk. Then we can talk. Uh, Tim, uh, as much as we love seeing the Saints blow out teams, I feel like that was what kept us from being real dogs, like the team now has heart. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I really feel like they got heart. They got a lot of heart, man. They they showed me some against Chicago. I, I was quite, I mean, I don't know if y'all saw a couple weeks ago, but I was calling them boys so, you know, but after that game against Tampa, when I seen that, I'm like, okay, they got some dog in them. It's somewhere. It, it you know, it, they got some dog in them, man. They got some dog in them. I give them that. We're going to hit them in the mouth next because the media keep talking, saying the Buccaneers are all that because they have all these weapons but they forgot about our team, about the who days. All I got to say is, Jesus, it's very, very simple. If Tom Brady was doing what Drew Brees has been doing for the last three games, I mean, honestly, man, you wouldn't hear the end of it. Drew Brees has went out there with undrafted free agent and guys on the practice squad, and the Saints have won four straight games. The Saints have not played with the offensive player of the year. The guy who had the most receptions, out of anybody in NFL history last year and had more yards than anybody in the season last year. They've been playing without this guy. The Saints went to Detroit and played without two of their starting cornerbacks. The Saints have been playing like with, with no one or two starting wide receivers. If Tom Brady was doing what Drew Brees is doing, they would still be adding to his greatness. Drew Brees doesn't Drew Brees doesn't get the credit he deserved for being great. And like I said, I mean, <laughs> what's what Drew Brees has been doing over the last four weeks is way more impressive than what Tom Brady has been doing. Okay. Like all Tom Brady had to do, and I mean, this guy's been in the, in the league for 20 years. All he had to do was just develop some type of chemistry with some of the best wide receivers in football. Mike Evans, right? Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin. I mean, the, the I mean, embarrassment of riches. Leonard Fournette. I mean, come on, man. Cry me a freaking river. Drew Brees has been doing Drew Brees been doing it with, with nothing, basically. No disrespect to those players, but he's turning nothing into something. Until, I mean, what, what has Tom Brady done except throw to some of the best receivers in the league right now? I'm sorry. I, as much as, you know what I'm saying, I got to respect Tom Brady for what he's doing. I mean, him being 43 years old and out there balling like that, I give him credit, but let's not pretend like Drew Brees ain't out here doing it, doing it too. Uh, we ain't seen Tampa in so long. We forgot where they is on the map, <laughs> the playoffs. <laughs> Thank you very much for $5. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Tampa O-line makes the same secondary look good. Hmm. Uh, is Quan getting healthy? Him and Davis finna be a problem. 
yeah, I mean, Quan Alexander, I like to pick up. Uh, you know, P- I know people have been giving, uh, you know, there have been a lot of uh, red flags about Quan Alexander talking about him missing tackles and stuff like that. But I still think he brings an interesting dynamic, especially in pass coverage, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Uh, will be a matchup problem for Tampa or any other team in the NFL with Thomas and Sanders back. Tampa has shown Jack and they took uh, Tony Dungy's team. Yeah. Basically, uh, who baby uh, heard your TJ? Uh, there's favor by six. Uh, they favor by six. I actually love when we're the underdogs. We play free and with so much passion. Yeah. I mean, if they six point favorites, that's fine. I can care less, man. I don't. I don't think they're gonna win by six points, though. I already read that. Derek Poor, uh, got my boy uh, Spark giving you a shout out there. Uh, Draper says, uh, "Do you think Quan gonna play?" I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna play. If he do, it's gonna probably just be on a snap count. They probably put him in for a couple plays. I thought you were going to go on a rant, but facts. Who that? Nah, I mean, it's pointless at this time, B. Higgs. You know, I mean, no no, really, no need to go on no rant about no Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, it's it's pointless. It's pointless to go on a rant. Uh, I use Tampa jersey to wipe off my, my dirty ATL rag jersey. Uh, <laughs> Ernest, uh, yeah, man. Uh, look, it's not even a competition. Like, seriously, it's not even a competition now. They they do have the same amount of championships. Like I, I don't want to take that away from them. We both have one championship, but you know, the thing about that is, uh, when the Saints won a championship, they consistently became relevant after that. You know, Tampa in '03, you know, they won that championship, and then after that, they just went on a downward spiral. Like they just started, you know, just putting trash on the field, coach after coach, coordinator after coordinator. Uh, GM after GM, like it, it was a revolving door, you know, the Saints, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, even though they haven't been back to the Super Bowl, they've been relevant. They've been winning games. Uh, they've been winning, uh, you know, say NFC South titles, uh, you know, uh, Drew Brees been submitting his legacy. Sean Payton been submitting his legacy, uh, you know, offensive explosions. You know what I'm saying? Like bad luck in the playoffs. But the key word is playoffs, Right. People talk about, man, y'all blew that. Y'all blew that. Y'all blew that. But we blew it in the playoffs. Why are you talking about a team blowing it when it went to the playoffs? Okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, that that makes no sense. And it's not like how it is with Atlanta, right? Like, I know we I know we don't like Atlanta. But to a certain extent, at least Atlanta, when they talk about the Saints, it make you feel some type of way because they're competitive. Like they'll go to the playoffs. They haven't been in a while, but they'll go to playoffs and stuff like that. But even with Carolina, but Tampa, like Tampa, this is when, when, when Tampa throws a shot at you, it's almost like an infant child is punching you in the leg. That, that's what it feels like to me. It's like an infant child punching you in the leg. It's not effective at all. It don't hurt. You kind of got to look around because it feel like a mosquito bite. That's what it feels like when a Tampa Bay fan is trying to insult me or trying to insult the Saints fan base. It's laughable. It's absolutely laughable. And honestly, who that nation, they can go on to possibly win this division, but it's still not going to, it's still not going to knock the taste of suck out of the, out of their mouths. They stink. Like you got to consistently win. You got to show that you can consistently win football games and they haven't. It, I mean, it's not it's not me hating on them. Like, it's it's good. I'm happy that the fan base has something to cheer for. But why are we acting as if these dudes have always been here? Like, y'all, y'all were afraid to even get into conversations that involve Panthers, Falcons, and Saints fans. You'll see, like, little trickles of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you said, like, you'll see little particles of Bucks fans coming in and talking. You know, like you'll see little particles of them. When we have a conversation about the South, you might see a, a Bucks fan come in. But besides that, nobody was talking about, like, I never heard much this much loud noise from Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, as long as social media has been out here. Maybe y'all have, but I have, I have not. 
uh the saints are the most disrespected team in the league well in a way i can understand why trey because when the saints uh are expected to win when they expected to go to the super bowl when they expected to you know say at least end up in the nfc championship game they under under deliver they underperform it does make you mad as a saints fan because you feel like they should be talked about but like i said i just think that the saints are the saints are like a glitch in the ecosystem right you know what i'm saying like they're, they're not a part of the norm they're not a part of the status quo like who are the Saints to you know to be in a conversation with the Cowboys or Steelers or Packers? You know those legendary uh, organizations. Who are they? You know what I'm saying. Even though if you put them on the field for for the last ten years, the Saints got a winning record against all those teams. Yeah, I mean I'm just telling y'all facts, but they don't want to give them credit, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying. I understand that. I understand that sports media it's about ratings, right? So keep on pushing the narrative about Dallas Cowboys. What is Jerry Jones going to say? The Green Bay Packers. You think about uh, Tom Landry, not Tom Landry, uh, uh, Vince Lombardi. You know what I'm saying? You think about him. You think about Chuck Knowles and the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steel Curtain. The Saints ain't a part of that. Saints are a glitch in the ecosystem. They want the Saints to not to, to stink so they don't have to talk about them. So, you know, but we here and there's nothing they really can do about it you know and they can not talk about the saints that's fine but when you put them on the field against some of the best teams in the league it's two things that's gonna happen they're gonna be extremely competitive or they're gonna win it's just as simple as that uh i definitely agree saints have underachieved uh at least two or more super bowls should have been won. I, I agree with that and that's one of the reasons why people don't really you know give them that credit they just feel like, you know, they're just a good regular season team. Even I know what Thomas and Emmanuel uh, would destroy any team's secondary uh, coming from Denver fan. Yeah, you know, I mean, I ain't going to lie. Uh, Tampa had a good outing against the Saints the first time around. Even though the the, the score didn't indicate it, uh, I think Alvin Kamara, I mean, he only had like maybe 20-something yards. Uh, Michael Thomas had about 17 yards. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders started to come on a little bit late. So, I mean, if it wasn't for that Jared Cook play, there was very few plays in the second half. So if you're a Bucks fan, I can understand why you're optimistic. If it wasn't for that pick six by Janoris, uh, we probably would be having a different conversation, but it's not going to be that way this time around. I mean, teams get better, more game film, uh, more different looks. Because at that time, I mean, the Saints didn't really know how to approach Tom Brady. I mean, they didn't know what type of offense he was going to run. So... Screen to Kamara should be banned. We use it too much. Well, if it's working, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's all I got to say. Uh, Saints aren't the uh, biggest money market. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. It's about uh, the biggest money markets, and it's about nostalgia, you know? We all know that people just can't get away from nostalgia, those nostalgia acts. We love that. We love nostalgia. We love, you know... We love uh, just watching some of those, you know, old football games. You know what I'm saying? Like when the when the smoke, you know what I'm saying, is blowing out of the mouth of the football players, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, you know. Uh, look, you know what I'm saying? Listening to uh, Steve Sorbo, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, on, on NFL films, we love that stuff, right? So it's just, it just that type of stuff, you know, they kind of hold on to. But I don't care. You know, the Saints here, and there's nothing really they can do about it at least get more creative uh felipe uh you have to understand man the saints were like behind the eight ball over the last couple weeks offensively uh you got to think about all of the the, all the pieces that was missing man michael thomas i mean think about this think about how many plays the saints can actually run now that michael thomas is back because he demands a double team he demands like an extra look so there's different matchups the saints can actually exploit due to michael thomas being on the field but when he's not on the field, teams can actually scheme a completely different way. So maybe now that Michael Thomas is back, you'll be able to see different dynamics of the offense. That's that's the way I feel about it, at least. Michael Thomas might go for a buck fifty. Um, I don't know, man. He might. I, I think he's gonna have a better game than last time. He might get about seventy yards. Uh, we're gonna have to mix it up for Bucks defense. I see us winning this one. 
Yeah. Well, the Saints going to have, like, I can see the Saints winning. I can see the Saints winning, but I can tell you how they can win. They got to they gotta expose that secondary. That's, that secondary is very suspect. And uh, they let a lot, I, I, they let a lot of plays get behind them, but we all know, you know, sometimes, you know, Drew Brees, you know, we, we all have that little debate about him throwing the ball down the field. But if the Saints actually, like, threw the ball and was aggressively, like, throwing the ball down the field, like, they, can, they can torch uh, the Buccaneers. Their secondary is, is very young and inexperienced, and they make a lot of mistakes, and they be out of position quite a bit. Like that play with Daniel Jones through that uh, interception in the second half, I mean, uh, Shepard was wide open wide open i mean he would have hit his head on the goal post if daniel jones would have looked up the field oh you know would have uh stood strong in the pocket a little bit longer so i mean it's, it's been a couple of times but hey it is what it is uh he changed the whole offense yep i mean you gotta add to that i want i mean i often tell this story you know it's the nfc championship game back in uh in 2018 you know when uh Josh Hill went out and and um and Sean Payton was like, you know, we had to we had to scratch 42 plays because Josh Hill wasn't there. So imagine how many plays they had to scratch because Michael Thomas ain't there. If Josh Hill, you had to scratch 42 plays. Imagine how many different scenarios and different offensive plays you have to scratch now that Michael Thomas ain't there. I want you, I want to put that into perspective. I want you all to put that into perspective. Uh, you know, the fact that he's not there. And, and how much this guy demands, you know, from a defense. Can't wait to let Dante focus on punt returns. He's been a great, uh, he's been great, but I can see uh, the difference every return. Oh, uh, he, he going to flip the field in this game. I don't know if people pay attention to this, but um, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers special team is suspect. I mean, if y'all notice in week one, you all notice in week one, Deont- uh, Deontay Harris, uh, he was he was getting, he was shifting the field. If you look at that game against the Giants, they were shifting the field. So, I mean, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, have a very suspect special teams. And I know people like, man, special, like special teams. Nah, special teams is important, man. Flipping that field is important, folks. Like, it is important. Like, if... If Deontay Harris gets the ball at the 30 and he gets 20 yards, you know what I'm saying? That's midfield right there. That's half a field the Saints have to go. So all you have to do is what? Get about 15, 20 more yards for a field goal, you know, by Will Lutz, and that's points. So that's that's very important. So, I mean, they, they suspect. They, their special team is suspect. Very, very suspect. And also, I, I also tell you what, what they also suspect. Now, I, if I'm a, if I'm the Saints, I would not suggest them running halfback tosses and halfback stretches, okay? Because that feeds into the strength of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have extremely athletic linebacker, just like Danny Trevathan, just like Roquan Smith. The Saints struggle when they go up against elite hybrid linebackers. But I'll tell you this: they're very suspect running up the a gap, running up against Vea, and running up against Sue. Sue is some timing, right? Sue, Sue doesn't go hard every play. He don't. Sue is lazy. It's a, it's a fact. You know what I'm saying? I'm not te- and I'm not saying nothing that nobody don't already know. The Dominican Sue is lazy. He plays when he wants to. If he doesn't feel like he's motivated, he's not going to play at all. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So if I was the Saints, I'll run right at him. I'll run right at Vea. Vea just a big body. You know what I'm saying? He ain't really stopping no run and plugging up no holes or nothing like that. Teams just Team, for some apparent reason, teams just see these two big guys on in an A gap and they just assume like they're gonna stop the run. But I feel like Eric McCoy and now that Cesar Ruiz is starting to develop. I don't know if y'all noticed this or not, but young man been balling out. So I'll run it right in their face, right up the middle, right with Latavius Murray, right with Alvin Kamara. And because there's no answer for that. There, there's absolutely no answer for that. And you at least get to the second level. Or in the second level, maybe, you know what I'm saying, you can, you know, break a tackle or something like that from David and White. Good luck with that. But I'll run the ball right up the middle. They suspect. I'm telling you, they are absolutely suspect. 
most of their big explosive plays don't come from them running a the ball from left to right. It comes right up that A gap. So I mean, don't believe if you don't believe me, go watch go watch the game against the Giants and go watch some of those other games where see what other teams are successful. You know, and don't give me that stuff about oh we shut down Josh Jacobs. Give me a freaking break, man. The Raiders have been having a, a you know offensive line issues all season long. I mean, they've been in and out of the lineup. They've been putting the offensive line together with spit and glue. The Saints' offensive line is not the Raiders' offensive line. Trust and believe that. And they are a better run-blocking team than they are a pass-protecting team. So if, I, if I'm if i the Saints, I'm running that ball right in Adamakin Sue's face. Because me personally, I, I don't respect him as a run stopper. As a pass rusher, that's another thing. He can't be disruptive in a pass rush, but when it comes to, like, running, now nah, I run right at them. I run right at them. Uh, what do you think about Davenport uh, crushing this since he got healthy? Well, I like that, and I think it's about doggone time, but let's knock on wood because uh, we need to see this consistently. Uh, you know, Sheldon Rankins, he gave off about two good games, and then he got hurt. I hope he feels better. I know he's dealing with an MCL, but, I mean, come on, man. We got to be consistent. I'm not going to sing his praises yet. We got to finish it up. You know? Uh, do you think Marshawn Lattimore got his mojo back? Uh, Marshawn Lattimore always played good against Nick Foles. If you, I mean, I don't know if y'all remember that divisional game. I mean, he had two interceptions in that game. He should have had two interceptions in this game. So uh, if he played Nick Foles every week, you know, like he'll be an all pro. <laughs> uh, P-Rob uh, uh, can help the secondary get him some, some steps. Uh, I guess. I, I guess so. Uh, I got Bible study on Zoom in 15 minutes, so I will be here till 6.05 p.m. Okay, man. Well, I understand that. No, pray for me, man. Pray pray for me. Uh, pray for everybody, man. You know, we, we all need prayer out here in this world, most definitely, man. Uh, Ike says, uh, I believe in the secondary. We can turn it around. Uh, Well, I, I, I appreciate your optimism, Ike, but I'm not, okay? I just feel like what we see is what we get. Uh, we we gonna get a lot of uh, we gonna be frustrated with this secondary all season long. I mean, if they haven't fixed these issues yet, they, they never will be fixed. And I think at this particular point, we just playing ourselves if we feel like they just automatically just gonna turn a corner and just channel they in a, a legion of boom or something. Like we just gonna have a, a we just gonna have a secondary that's gonna be frustrating to us, and we're gonna have to pray and keep our lucky rabbit's foot and our fully clover you know, close by or our lucky socks. We just going to have to do that, man, dealing with this secondary because uh, they're going to uh, continue to uh, make mistakes, in my opinion. I mean, if they haven't fixed it yet, then what indication do we have that they will? Uh, Toss Key says, we need to put Brady on his tail, TJ. Yeah, I mean, they got to get pressure on him. But in the Saints, they have the players to do so. They They, they have the pass rush to do so. My only issue with the Saints pass rush is it, it, it's not consistent. Like, they start off high. Like, I'll give you a prime example. In the Raiders game, right? I mean, it was getting pressure on uh, Derek Carr at the beginning. And all of a sudden, it stopped. Uh, last week, you know what I'm saying? Last week against the Bears. They were getting pressure on Nick Foles in the beginning. And all of a sudden, it stopped. And then, you know what I'm saying, of course, the end of the game, they, they start getting sacks again. I mean, but it was a huge gap in the middle of that game where they weren't getting pressure. I just need to see it consistent, man. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line, they ain't, they ain't changing nobody's life. You know, they got some, they got some good talent on there. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that they don't, but they you can't get to Tom Brady. I'm not even scared about this game. I'm more anxious and excited more than anything because I'm tired of the Tampa train, man. Uh like I said, I I at this point, man. I don't even care about a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Like I, I can care less. Like they, they grand, they've been grandstanding since week four. Like how pathetic is that? Like seriously, who actually believes they're gonna win the division by week four? But that, that's what they have subjected themselves to: moral victories, moral victories. They, they talk about how they lead the division, even though in reality they only lead the division because the Saints had a bye. If both teams had a bye in what week six? They're the Saints would be winning the division. Like, that's how sad 
and pathetic their fan base is. And I feel sorry for them. I, I really do. I feel sorry for them. I, I really do. I feel bad for them because, you know, there's not much they can cheer about. So I, I guess, you know, any little victory they can get, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it's called, you know, it's called relevance, man. They, you know, they, they don't know how to, to be relevant. They don't, they don't know how to carry themselves. Like, seriously, at this point, who that nation, are y'all really concerned about the Saints winning the NFC South? Like, do you wake up and be like, man, I hope the Saints win the South? Like, if the Saints win the South, cool. But you're, you're, you're mostly concerned about how the Saints perform in the playoffs. That's, all, that's what you really care about. You don't care about the Saints winning the South. Like, you want them to win, of course, but it's not like the, the main objective. You want the Saints to go to the playoffs. You want the Saints to perform well in the playoffs. You want to see the Saints try to make a Super Bowl. You want to see the Saints win a Super Bowl. That's that's where our goals are. They'll talk about winning the division, a T-shirt, a hat. Who cares? Like, seriously, who cares? Who really cares about a divisional title? Who cares? Like, would you, like, honestly, who, who that nation, would you trade a, a NFC South championship for a shot at the Super Bowl? I'm pretty sure every single person in a who that nation would say, hell yeah, just a shot. Not saying that you're going to win a Super Bowl, but just a shot to go to Super Bowl against an AFC opponent to try to win the game. That's the way I feel about it. So let them keep their moral victories. You know, I don't care nothing about no NFC South title. Seriously? What are we talking about here? My only thing is no one can hide in the secondary this game. We need all hands on deck. No excuses. We cannot let them get a two-game lead on us for real. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need it. Is Michael Thomas back? Well, he practiced, so I'm pretty sure he's going to play in the game. Our secondary is fine. Uh, in my opinion, uh, we just need to fix the miscommunication because of our secondary is last in the lead of allowing 20 plus yards in the lead. Man, what you see is what you get at this time, truly. I'm sorry. Uh, Alvin uh, has a bruised bone in his foot, but says it's no big deal. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. They're probably going to inject him with something. They're going to numb it up. <laughs> uh, been going through doors at about 3 a.m. without opening. <laughs> Uh, feel bad for much as y'all choked in the playoffs three straight years. Josh, we've been to the playoffs. I mean, seriously, like we've been to the playoffs. Like, what is you talking about? And that's why I say, you know, like that, that. Hmm. Next question. Uh, honestly, TJ, I just want a playoff spot and go from there. Exactly. That T-shirt and half a winning division became played out in 2019. It don't feel the same anymore. I want a Super Bowl. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, will Quan Alexander play this week? Oh, I'm not sure. Like I said, he might be on a snap count. Uh, TJ, why do you think, uh, with all the experience this secondary has, why do you think they play so bad? That's a good question, man. You know, I think they're just not that bright sometimes you know what i'm saying like and i just think that's not that they're not smart guys but i mean bright to a point where they can't block out the noise i just think that they allow social media to like get into their psyche they hear about what people are saying about them the criticisms so they take it upon themselves to play a little bit reckless you know what i'm saying like they're not trusting their teammate you know i, I used to you know, I used the uh the example last time about on drumline, you know what I'm saying? Everybody trying to be Devin. You know, you want to be the you know the lead snare drummer. He think he everybody there to see him, hear him play, you know, you know, like uh, or like uh stomp the yard with homeboy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they went out there, you know what I'm saying? The Neos went against the pro fights, you know, he wanted to go out there and do his own little thing. And I feel like that's what that's what get those guys caught up, you know. The fact that, you know. The fact that, uh, you know, everybody trying to take it upon themselves to do, make a play instead of trusting their teammate to make it. Josh said choke every year, bro. Uh, but y'all been choking for 13 years, man. What the problem? Like, Josh, man, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, man. Seriously. Josh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Seriously. Like, your team has been nothing for the last 13 years, but here you are. And honestly, Josh, I've never seen you here before. I never seen you comment on the State of the Saints podcast. 
I never seen you in any of the groups. I never seen you really go hard for your team at all. As a matter of fact, looking at this logo, it looked pretty doggone new here. You know what I'm saying? So probably about as new as your jerseys been looking these last couple you know weeks. You know, I mean, haven't been to one rinse cycle. Like y'all haven't used tie, game, cheer, nothing on these jerseys. Y'all grandstanders. Y'all fake fans. Y'all phony. Y'all don't rep hard for your team. You only rep hard for your team when your team is relevant. And it hasn't been relevant for 13 years, dude. So do yourself a favor. You're embarrassing yourself right now, first and foremost, until you consistently win. I'm talking about consistently. I ain't just talking about not a time Brady here and y'all didn't won six games. Until y'all consistently win games, okay? Consistently prove that y'all are a relevant franchise. Just stay away from Saints groups, man. Like, go to these little Tampa groups, you know what I'm saying? Y'all go and interact with one another, pat each other on the back, you know what I'm saying? Be like them Golden State Warrior fans was for the last couple of years, you know? I've, I've been a Golden State Warrior fan, but couldn't name, don't know Latrell Sprewell, don't know Chris Mullen, don't know Tim Hardaway, don't know none of them people. That's kind of what y'all are, you know? Grandstanders. Grandstanders. So, like I said, man, until y'all actually consistently win, please stop coming to Saints groups. Y'all embarrassing yourself. This is embarrassing. Like, I feel bad for this man. Do you? Don't y'all feel bad for him? Don't y'all feel bad for Tampa Bay fans that they feel like now that they won six games, they feel like they can come and talk about anybody? I, I, I don't know. This is this is sad here. Sad. Sad stuff, man. Uh, You know your team trash when the, the homeless – don't have division champ shirts. <laughs> Josh, these are men uh, here. Uh, sweets and training bras is squeezing your brain. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. This is embarrassing, man. You know, this this is embarrassing right here. We're going to read a few more, man. Then I'm going to get up out of here, man. I'm going to try to take me a little nap before I have to go to work tonight. <laughs> Drew Brees is playing like a top five quarterback. Uh yeah, he, he is, man. He, he deserves at least one MVP vote, you know what I'm saying, from somebody. Uh, Bucks are still a bum team. Uh, let's see. Josh, uh, thanks for the 399. He says, no hate, all love here, a donation for you. I appreciate that, Josh. I appreciate the donation, man. But at the same time, man, I mean, come on. Like, we, we got to be real about this. Like, seriously. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to, like, I look at it like this, right? So I'm pretty sure everybody here, if you if you like New Orleans, you like the Pelicans, right? So let's just say, for example, if the Pelicans end up going to the playoffs next year, right? And let's say they make it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not going to talk trash to no Laker fans. I'm not going to say, we here, man. We've been, man, we up in this thing. Man, we like, no, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like these the Lakers that we talking about here. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna know my my position. I am going to be excited for the for the uh Pelicans, but I'm not gonna just sit up here and just go ham on, on no Lakers fans. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna just be sitting up here talking about y'all suck, y'all suck, y'all suck. There's levels to this, you know what I'm saying? There's levels to this. I feel like you have to consistently show yourself as being contenders. Like, okay, if y'all if y'all win a division this year. Um, Josh, if y'all win the division and then y'all come back again and win a division again, then I'll be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, now they're in a conversation here. All I'm saying is, you know what they say? Once is a coincidence. What they say twice is a trend or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So do it again, do it consistently. And then I'll be like, okay. But right now I just feel like, I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like y'all buying players for 99.95. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, and y'all trying to buy championships. You know, that, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Let's see. Let's go with Derek. Derek says, if Drew Brees the problem, hells no, man. Like, everybody know at the beginning of the season, I, be, I was critical of Drew Brees. Drew Brees is definitely not the problem, man. Like, Drew Brees is the reason why we even having this conversation right now. Amaya says, TJ, what are your thoughts on the Buccaneers game? I don't know if you remember me, but I asked you, what is your reaction if the Giants beat the Bucs and you died laughing? Yeah, I remember you, man. And, um, you know, I'm going to give you some credit. I'm going to give you some credit, Amaya, because 
I did think it was funny at the time, but am I, you know what I'm saying? Give him credit, man. Shouts out to him. I, like he really asked me this question. I, I, I bro, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. Am I, when you, when I looked at the score and I was looking, you were the first person I thought about. Now I would say, I, I didn't remember your name, but I definitely remembered your comment. So my man, y'all get his man some credit here, man. Cause he showed, he definitely mentioned it. He definitely mentioned that. And he definitely put it on my mind. And you were the first person I thought of when it happened. I'm like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, he sure was right. So, man, shouts out to Amai, man. He, he definitely was on it. You know, and I definitely wasn't on it that day. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't I didn't even consider that. So, Amai, I appreciate that. And, you know, that kind of taught me something. You know, you can't look past anybody. Uh, Josh says, uh, should Jameis get some snaps against his former team? I would, just to be petty. Uh, Chanel, she... Uh, giving out the emojis right there shout out to chanel man always a faithful member of the of state of saints podcast uh and i'm gonna end it with jay says how do you feel about the votes this year in 2020 um look man i i don't want to make this a political thing uh i i really don't man i don't want to make this political all i'm saying is man i hope everybody went out exercised their right to vote uh if you you know what I'm saying? If you follow me personally or whatever like that, you kind of know my feelings, but I'm not going to get my feelings here. I just hope everybody voted, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think that's that's something that, you know, is, is very necessary, you know, especially, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, I, I, the fact that what they had like 4.3, yeah, I think they said 4.3 uh, million people yeah, didn't vote last time with minorities or something like that. Like ha- almost half of the people that voted this time uh didn't vote last time. So I just think that's I think that's good for democracy, man. So uh I'm hope everybody voted, you know, and uh just continue to do so, man. But it, it don't stop here, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, make sure that you're voting on a on a local level as well, man. Try to change our communities, make our communities better. Uh, but I want to say thank you very much for tuning into the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, be sure to check out the State of the Saints podcast uh, on Facebook, facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. And already, and most of you already know that you can uh, check out previous episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio.com. Till next time. All I got to say is, who that?